Hello, my name's Christine. Uh, welcome to my podcast. It's called Unmuzzled at 67, or as I like to say, Confessions of a Pensioner. Here we are, episode six. It's called Lookout Jersey. And I'm going to be talking about a, a new adventure in my life. But just to recap on last time, so that this story might make sense. Last time in episode five, I was talking about uh, the incredible time that me and my pal were having in uh, in Glasgow, uh, being welcomed in by the, the gay society and the great funds we had in their pubs and great friends that we had and just loving our lives. So I'm about to tell you in this episode about something quite unexpected that happened. So out of the blue, my friend Martin or Martha gets offered a job. He's a hairdresser. Gets offered a job in Jersey. I'm invited. So thinking about it very, very quickly, I thought, I think it's time for you to go, Christine. You know, you're... Uh, I think your days in this job are numbered, started in the back foot and have continued in the back foot. And I thought, I think there's every chance I could get the sack here, you know, no turning up, turning up drunk, all that kind of thing. So uh, mind was made up. Why not? New adventure. The new first, the first fresh start. So off we go. Off to go to uh, Jersey. And my parents are like that. Probably thinking to themselves, don't come fucking back. Stay out there. Um, and they were probably sick to tie, you know, sick to death. I mean, no turning up and no coming home, turning up late and forgetting my key and waking them up and, you know, all that stuff, which I've mentioned before and probably thought, even if she goes for a couple of years, we'll get a wee bit of peace and quiet. And I, and I think that was fair enough. So off we go. Martin settles in the job. Martin is a good looking guy. Uh quite effeminate but women just absolutely loved him so within a couple of weeks he is the new darling of the salon great patter uh and, and he's loving it best decision i've made he says so i'm lucky to get a new job as well so my job is working in a perfumery don't know if such a thing exists now but a perfumery this this one was very upmarket it was a beautiful shop that sold very expensive perfumes and very expensive makeup. So um, it was privately owned. I think the woman was Swiss and she was absolutely lovely. And she was always teaching us about new things that were coming in and the history of the perfumes and better ways of selling things. So it was a very different uh, work experience from working in a, in a large store. Um, and I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked being part of this small team. And Martin sorts out the, the gay scene. So he's away investigating and off we go to uh, to the pub, the, the, the most well-known pub, which it turned out was actually a, um, a mixed pub. So, you know, you had, a, uh, I think it had several rooms in it, but in the front two rooms, you would have an old couple sitting maybe at the window that were there in holiday and you would have two outrageous queens screaming and shouting and laughing at the bar. And nobody raised an eyelid. And there was a, a, a huge big uh, queen there. It was maybe six foot four or whatever, um, who was called Raquel. And uh, I mean, outrageous power, outrageous camp, but hysterically funny 
And again, nobody raised her. Nobody raised an eyelid and we thought this is incredible. This is wonderful. And I really hope that one day in Glasgow, we'll, we'll see that. So we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And everybody was so friendly. We were quite a novelty being from Glasgow. Most people were English. And so, uh, and again, it was just really me, the main uh, straight uh, women that was cutting about um, in the scene, so uh, it was uh, it was great. We, re we really enjoyed. It. I loved my job, and I, I I I really was happy there. The downside for me was that the pubs opened at nine o'clock in the morning. No, I think that they shut between half two till five. I think if I can remember, but they opened at nine. So. I started to, first of all, I lived in a, like a studio flat, no washing machine. So on my days off, which were usually like a Sunday, Monday or Sunday, Tuesday, in those days, shops were only open on a Sunday. Uh, we would, uh, I would get together my washing and uh, and make, make my way for the laundry at least once a week. And I would say to myself, uh, I'll nip over and see Raquel. Just have a quick coffee with her to start the day. and then. I'll get back to the washing, get back to the laundrette. That was the plan anyway. So over I would go, nine o'clock washing. Now don't forget, for example, I'm living here, the laundrette's here, and the pub is there. So I'm away over there, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm just in to see Raquel. I'm just in for a coffee. Have a coffee with Raquel. And you will find me there at 10 o'clock at night on the same day, and the washing's still sitting there beside me. So... That became, uh, it didn't happen that regularly because uh, I'll come in, I'll come to that in a minute, but it was a standing joke. You know, when's your next day off, Christine? All oh, right, we'll see you and your washing. You're in for a full day shift and all that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> what could I say? It was absolutely true. Um, I was trying to keep it all together and, and make sure that um, I didn't lose my job this time, that I was, I was happy and, you know, I, I, I didn't want that to be under threat. So I was trying to keep it together to the, to the two days off, if I could, as far as the drinking was concerned. But, you know, Jersey was an expensive place to stay. I think it probably still is. And bearing in mind, I'd just come from home where, you know, I didn't pay a rent to my parents. So I had quite a lot of additional money. I didn't realise that at the time, but I could see the difference now when I had a rent to pay, had food to pay. Uh, I didn't drive a car then, but, you know, went everywhere on foot. It was quite a small island and we were kind of living in St Helier, so we kind of walked everywhere. Um, but it was an expensive place. So maybe in a, it was a good thing in a way for me that there wasn't all these, uh, that there wasn't extra money because that very much clipped my wings um, and it, it kind of made sure that I didn't get too out of hand. And I was enjoying life living. It was more expensive. But I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was just a great place to be. Um, and I, I liked being in St. Helier despite the lack of money. So a new girl starts at the shop called Catherine. She has come from Liberties in London, very posh, but she is from Jersey. Um, she is, to this very day, the poshest person that I have ever, ever met personally and spoke to. She was at school with Princess Anne. So she spoke like the Queen. She spoke like the Queen and like the royal family like that. And she was very eccentric. She, had, uh, she used to wear a long black cloak with a big hood in the top. Uh, and it was me that had to look after her. I was appointed to look after her because she didn't know much about the makeup and, uh, coming from liberties. So I, I was training her. 
Um, and although we had nothing in common at all, and in fact, when I look back, I think half the time I couldn't understand her. So she obviously wouldn't be able to understand me. But I guess through time and speaking to each other uh, at work and we started to socialise as well, that, that that became a wee bit easier. She was lovely. She was a lovely person. And some of her stories that went on in some of these parties and this kind of uh, uh, high society uh, type life were beyond anything even I had uh, even seen or heard. So she was a great, great storyteller. Um, and we became friends. And because she was from Jersey, she sort of knew all the pubs and stuff like that. And so she started to take me to the straight pubs and places where I probably should have been in the first place. And I was really enjoying that. And more than that, she introduced me to sophisticated drinks. Begone Carlsberg special. In comes a Negroni. I absolutely fucking loved Negronis. I could have drank them morning to night if they weren't so expensive. So she introduced me to the Negroni. She introduced me to the gin and dry martini. I loved that as well. And the most important thing she introduced me to was the Bloody Mary for the morning after. That was the game changer. Catherine's family were very wealthy. They had a huge mansion uh, on the outskirts of uh, St. Helier. If I can remember, I think her family had had money for years and years and there was granny and, all, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and and she, we, we did become friends and we socialised a wee bit more. She was a real heavy drinker as well. And she had a, a wee mini uh, back in the day. It didn't matter if you drink and drive. Didn't seem to be a thing. So we're cutting about in that wee mini everywhere. And also because she had the mini, she was able to take me to places outside of the of of, of the of the sort of town that I'd never been to before. So it was nice. It was really nice. I'd join it. And um, but she invited me also to her house, which was lovely because you know if you're uh, living away from home and you're living in a bed set and you're skint. It's uh, life can be a wee bit dull, a wee bit lonely, and so every now and again she would say, "Come to, come to the house, Chrissy, um, and for dinner." And uh, her father George, and she called him George. George will make you something nice to eat, and so I did. I, I went quite regularly, and then she started to um, ask me if I'd like to stay over. Uh, I mean, I think they had ten bedrooms, massive big house. Um, and I remember her saying to me, um, Chrissy, which room would you prefer? The green room or the yellow room? Something like that. And I ended up in the green room. And from that day on, that was my room. So whenever I went to stay, uh, that's where I stayed. They were a really eccentric family. And they were so kind to me. So kind and so giving um, and I absolutely loved them for taking me under their wing and looking after me. And I loved staying with them. They were, it was like walking into another world. Their, their world and their conversations and what they'd seen were just so different from my own experience. It was lovely. Um, I guess I'm going to finish this by saying little did I know how much I would depend on that family uh, to help me out because there absolutely was trouble ahead for me. And I'm eternally grateful that they were there. Um, so I'm going to 
leave that story there just now and we will continue that story uh, next time still in Jersey um, and, uh, and and what the trouble was that actually did occur so as always thanks very much for being here thanks very much for uh, being uh, for your company today uh, and I look forward to seeing you next time <laughs>